Welcome to another edition of On the Inside Track. How do we know which choices are ours to make? How do we know the best choices to make? Join me as my guests and I explore defining moments from there to here. I'm Debbie Hazelton on the Inside Track. My guest for this issue of On the Inside Track is Mel Scott. Some of you know her from Blind Alive and from other walks of life that she has been about. I got to know Mel in a very funny way. She wrote to me and said, wow, I think we have a lot in common. I'm trying to get a new business off the ground, but I would really like for us to connect. And I thought, well, yeah, that sounds cool. And one of these days we will. So when I heard about Blind Alive, I got very excited because I believe that Blind Alive is doing something that is sorely needed in our community. I reached out not knowing that it was the same person that I had been writing to about one of these days sitting down and talking. I think Mel is right on about the importance of being in our bodies, the importance of knowing and taking charge of our bodies. What do people want to do when they often meet a blind person? Put us somewhere, sit us somewhere, make choices about what we should do, how we should do this and that and can't do, blah, blah, blah. Mel is with Blind Alive, helping to empower all of us as she has sought to regroup and find her own ways of empowerment. I hope you enjoy her story as much as I do. Yeah, what are we talking about? <laughs> well, we're talking about you. Oh, <laughs> we're okay. talking about you. And this show is about defining moments from there to here. From there, wherever there is or was, to where you are now. This is just a half an hour show, so we don't even have to fill the whole half hour. But I just really want to get an idea of what are some of the defining moments in your life that brought you from where you were to where you are now? I'm going to have to meditate for at least three hours on this, Debbie, before I can answer it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so everyone, we're just going to have three hours of meditation. Tune in another week, about six weeks from now, for the half-hour answers. (laughs) Wow. Okay, let's think about it. Defining moments. I think... One of the biggest ones was when I was 13 years old, and I went to a Baptist, because the Methodist and the Baptist, I was raised in a tiny, tiny little town, Fair Bluff, North Carolina, which, by the way, got completely devastated by Hurricane Matthew, and um, oh, gosh. That, that, that gets me that gets me off on a whole other mm. a whole other thing but we you know <laughs> when we were kids 
you know, we all hung out together and, you know, the churches were the main social events in town. And so, you know, every summer we would go to various camps and that kind of thing. And so I went to a camp and, uh, you know, it was, it was fun. We were being teenagers and just having a, having a blast. And we had a session and, it was about 30 of us from all over. It wasn't just, you know, our town. It was from all over. And we were doing these exercises and, you know, the grown-ups were trying to get the these teenagers to talk, right? So mm-hmm. they said, okay, everybody, we want you to secretly write on a piece of paper the thing that you are the most afraid of. Oh, goodness. And so then, you know, everybody writes on their little piece of paper and then they say, well, you know, nobody's going to, you know, nobody will know who wrote what or anything like that. And we're going to put it in a hat and then we're going to mix it all up and pass it around and everybody will pick out a piece of paper and then we'll go around and everybody will read what's on their piece of paper. Mm. And I being the very honest person that I am and always have been for the most part. Um, And I wrote down the thing that I was the most afraid of was blindness. Because that's where I was headed. Yes. And I wrote it down. I took a huge risk to write that down. Oh, my God. So were you already you were already somewhat blind or? Yes, yes. Okay. I had already been mainstreamed into the public school system uh, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And so, so anyway, you know, they pass the piece of paper out and, you know, I get my little piece of paper and naturally I can't read what's on my little piece of paper, right? So I lean over to my neighbor and say, you know, would you just tell me what's on this piece of paper? And she said, um, the answer on the paper was death. So, so then everybody went around and started to say what was on their piece of paper. And every single piece of paper, and this is the truth, every single piece of paper had the word death oh on it. Oh, gosh. So... I was getting more and more and more anxious oh, because yeah. I had been completely honest. Yeah. And so it turns out that my best friend, who wasn't sitting right next to me, she was sitting a little further down from me, mm-hmm. She because they had put us in this order, so we weren't sitting next to anybody we knew. Oh. And she, she reached over and, and kind of nudged me, and she goes, I got yours, and I won't say it. I'll just say death. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Which I was relieved, Mm -hmm. but it really made me realize in that moment that I had to keep hidden. Oh. I had to stay in the shadows. Mm -hmm. And it, it made a huge huge mark on me and you know it's taken me a really long time in fact i'm i'm not sure i'm over it (laughs) well sure yeah i'm wondering though when you said you were honest and you don't think the other people were like i think there are people who are 
truly afraid of death. Oh, absolutely. And, And I think they probably were honest. And, you know, death is the least of my concerns. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's like. Yeah. Well, sure. You know. Yeah. So that was that was kind of a big a big thing. And at that same camp, you know, they were doing the strong Mm -hmm. faith was coming up for them. And so when I got home, I said, okay, God, they say you can heal me. They say if I believe enough that I'll be healed. So I pulled out an encyclopedia and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and and I opened up that encyclopedia and said, okay, God's gonna heal me right now and I'm gonna I'm gonna read this encyclopedia. Mm. Well well I didn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I opened up the encyclopedia and I couldn't read it. Yeah. And so it was devastating though. It was it was absolutely horrible. It was huge. It was a yeah. huge thing for me. And so I had to rework my my whole spirituality at that point. Uh, which mm-hmm. I which I've done. Mm-hmm. That was huge. That was a big a big time at thirteen. Was so, there anyone that you felt you could be really close to and trust at that time? Uh I had close friends, you know. Female friends, okay. um, but I was pretty, I was pretty internal and and yes, withdra- like. withdrawn. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. really, really was. Mm-hmm. Um, people were very were frightened for my um, my state of mind. <laughs> but you know, but I think it was I was thirteen. Sure, you know, sure. Fe- yeah. female thirteen. Of course, mm-hmm. you're just be gonna you're going through hell. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it know? seems so big. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, who needs to watch TV? <laughs> <laughs> right. There's enough internally, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. But it's amazing that you came back to find spirituality at all. Did you give up on it? No, I, I didn't. Because I think we are wired for that. Mm-hmm. And even if it is a survival mechanism for us, I think, you know, I'm I'm wired for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm very fortunate that my sister was, is a, a very, very spiritual person in an alternative mm-hmm. way. Right. And she, she introduced me to a whole other you know, language and ideas and exploration and curiosity. Mm -hmm. So that, that curiosity for me is, is where, that's where it's at. If I wasn't curious about every move and every, every character that moves through my life, I couldn't, I wouldn't survive well, because it's great. curiosity that, that keeps me excited. Yeah, I think of that as wonderment. Wonderment. Yes, mm-hmm. that's a good word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that. Yeah, they things like who put the wag in the dog's tail and, you know, who, who, who <laughs> exactly. put the wolf in the dog, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then those are the kind of questions I ask all the time. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I think some people think, oh, where that's do you come up with these crazy yeah. ideas? So that was at 13, and here you are. <laughs> Almost 58. 
Okay, so a few more 13 plus year bundles uh, later. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. So what would be another defining moment? Oh, let's see. Being diagnosed with cancer is pretty big. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was that was huge. That was that was 2008. That was definitely a a mark of figuring out once again who who I am in relationship to myself and to all of my other relationships and mm-hmm. who I am in relation to spirituality and how am I going to work with this? And I chose my own way as I tend to do, I opted for kind of a, a radical way of, of treating with the cancer at that time. Mm-hmm. I opted to have both breasts removed when they were saying, oh, we can do a lumpectomy and, and radiation. And I'm thinking, no, no, that's not, that's not what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, and I, I opted for to have, you know, both removed and no radiation and no chemotherapy and no tamoxifen and um, because that's what felt right to me. And they, you know, people kind of, oh, you're crazy, but, you know, I I'm not, I'm not though, crazy. You did that. You listened to you. That's yes. why we like each other. You listened yeah. to you oh, yeah. and you made an independent choice. And you worked with people that were willing to do what you said you wanted. Yes. That's great. Yes. And so then I completely changed how I work with myself, with my food, with my exercise, with my relationships. I really began to declare myself even more. And I, I stopped doing massage even though I really loved it, my heart wasn't wasn't in it anymore mm-hmm. because something else was calling me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so wow. then eight years later, I had a second cancer diagnosis a year ago. And so this year, I've been working with that again in a radical way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay, they want to throw the book at me, but I went doctor shopping until I could find a doctor you. that said, okay, yeah, what you're saying makes sense. I'll go with it. Good for and you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's hard. It's hard because hard. the people who love me get frightened because mm-hmm. of what I'm choosing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's often this sort of, why don't you just pull in and do what other people are saying? That's right. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think, gosh, I wish I could do that, but I can't Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I know myself. I have such a huge survival instinct Mm -hmm. that I know Mm -hmm. doing it that way would kill me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not willing to take that risk. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, in all likelihood, something is going to, to do that at some point anyway, but you may as well live with a you know, a pure sense of who you are, a pure heart, making your choices and with as much integrity and quality of life as possible exactly. in that process. So go That's right. you and yeah. look at you bringing that to others. Yeah, I, I tend to be a little, a little quiet about it because people get 
people get uptight. <laughs> well, they may not want to hear about what brought you to it. They may not be able to always hear that. Look at what a mission you started in yeah, Blind it, Alive. Yep. It, it, uh, it, it's definitely a, a leap of faith. And I, you know, it gets me up. It gets me up. It keeps me going. It keeps my juices flowing. And I, I feel good about what I've done. You know, and that's that's what matters. I feel good about what I've done. I feel well, good about what I'm doing. Important. You also, even though you had this scare a year ago, how are you feeling today? Well, on this day, in this moment, I'm happy to be talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that's all it is, is moment by moment. Yeah. But yeah. all in all. I'm I'm I, okay. I, I get the sense that you're stronger, happier, more peaceful in general. I am, and I have been under treatment for the past year, mm-hmm. and I've got four more treatments to go, and the treatments are kind of kicking my butt mm-hmm. um, a little bit more and more as they go on. And I try to think of them as okay. This is this is what I've chosen. This is. This is doing what it needs to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so I just say, okay, it's all normal in mm-hmm. terms of it, it's all relative. You know, mm-hmm. my, the side effects that I'm experiencing are normal side effects, mm-hmm. whatever the hell that means. I am feeling tired. Yeah. I am having body changes mm-hmm. that I don't like. Yeah. That might vanity my vain part of me says oh my god you know i don't like what this is doing to my body mm-hmm. and i'm i'm vain sure. i i am well yeah you know and so you know i'm having a hard time mm-hmm. i'm having a hard time with those yeah. changes and i just have to say okay it's okay <laughs> i imagine a lot of it's going to reverse in a good way you know i mean, I, I think so yeah. i i um my plan is, I told my doctor last week, I said, okay, I'm going to do this Herceptin until January, and I'm going to stay on the anastrozole for three months after I've done the Herceptin, because I want to know which drug is causing which side effects. Mm-hmm. And the, the anastrozole I'm supposed to take for five years. Mm-hmm. Well, my plan, I said, okay, I'm going to do an experiment. Once the Herceptin's out of my body, I'm going to get my estrogen levels done while taking anastrozole, and then I'm going to stop taking the anastrozole for three months. I'm going to get my estrogen levels done again, and if my estrogen levels are low, I'm not going to go back on the drug. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe, maybe I'm crazy. I don't know, but I, I just... I have to find out for myself. Well, sure. I just can't yeah. wait for somebody to, I just can't, you know, I just don't believe research statistics and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I have to know yeah. it and feel it for myself. And is, and your doctors are okay with that, huh? Yeah. My, yeah. my surgeon, I said, I said, Beth, and her name is Beth Dupree and she's fabulous. I said, mm-hmm. Beth, I want to do an experiment. She goes, I know. I know exactly what you want to do. <laughs> she said, okay, we got a plan. Okay. <laughs> she already knew what it was I was going to say. <laughs> oh, gosh. Blind 
for a couple minutes about Blind Alive. What's what's exciting and what's important about where Blind Alive is now? Well, mini workout, you'll the most exciting thing and a set is of weights. we sure launched a whole new website yesterday. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we've been Let's working go. on March it for it right, left, months right, and left. months and months. And mm-hmm. my web guy has been up, developing a completely customized shopping nice cart. Mark. And it okay. is Inhale. beautiful. Yeah. Oh. And we, we changed the, the whole, sky. like the layout. And I know that a lot of people, when you're talking about screen readers and accessibility, oh, no, please don't change anything. We just learned it. But this this is going to be so much more intuitive than the way we had it before and And so that just launched yesterday and we've had orders come through yesterday and they went through and (laughs) just like and when that first order came in yesterday i I sent chris my the web guy said chris did it come through on the on the on the new shopping cart or the old one goes the new one and it's like yay and you got new stuff right you got some more new things um we hi I'm Shana Mayleaf. This is Eyes Free Fitness Stability Ball Body. I haven't so launched any new workouts in in a long time for the for the reason that we've been working on this new site. But I've got four four new ones coming out. Um, I've got a new uh, a chair yoga is coming out and a whole body stretch. And then I've got um, some surprises in store, which I will announce when I know for sure that we're <laughs> we're ready for them to okay. go. Okay. Well, very um, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Hi. This is your Eyes Free Fitness 20-minute upper body and core workout. You can do this entire workout sitting in a chair. I'm Mel Scott. Make sure that your doctor says it's okay for you to exercise. Today, you're going to need some light weight. You can use cans or water bottles or any equally weighted items you might have around the house. You'll also need a towel. You could use a towel or a strap or a man's tie. We're going to use those for stretching later on. Let's begin by sitting tall in our chair and rolling our shoulders up, back, and down. And I know you've been getting more members and sales and all that yeah a lot of good connections um i'm hoping to start getting in with the um the veterans administration and um just a lot of a lot of things going on and i'm having a i'm having fun and it keeps me up at night (laughs) (laughs) well and it feeds that sense of mission because you know two things you you wanted was you know how to how to feel okay about being blind and not be so afraid and how to keep this body going and feel good and you know be able to have that vanity that that dignity that pride and all those things after you have listened to the introductory set of instructions in this workout you may wish to skip them in future and jump straight to the first set of exercises to do so please advance your audio player approximately 10 minutes 20 seconds into this program You can also view all descriptions of our workouts by visiting blindalive.com. Eyes Free Fitness, Pilates Mat Level 1 
I'm Jennifer Kern, Certified Mat and Equipment Instructor through Pilates Academy International based in New York. Welcome to our introductory to the Pilates Method mat work with a focus on breath and alignment. And anything else about who you are today that you want to share and any defining moment about that's brought you further? You know, I, I just, I always go back to, you know, most people are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. And mm-hmm. that, that has stuck with me forever and ever. And I, I just, you know, that's, that's what I tell myself, you know, I can choose. Yeah. You know, and, and I can also choose to wallow in my yuck for as long as I need to, Mm -hmm. because I need to wallow in it so that I can get it all over me and then Mm -hmm. I can take a shower and get it all off and then I'm good again. I call it sloshing around in the wine barrel. (laughs) Yeah, that works. That is more fun than, than mud. Yeah. 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 Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> you can do you can do cardio in there. <laughs> swim. Yeah, swim. Oh Definitely gosh. Swim. You have to swim. Oh boy. Oh, well, God. great. Mel, thanks for being with me today on the inside track and thanks for all you do for our community. Wonder about the problems in your life.